really grab my hair recorder. You Tired before we started. I know. I know. <clears throat> it's too late for me. Too late is in like, you know, like a pessimistic doom kind of way. Like, almost like I'm dying, you know? Not like it's too late as in too late into the evening. Mm. It's too late for me. I'm not going to wake up, give up hope. That type of thing. That's what I mean. All that was popping in my head this whole time was, It's too late to turn back now. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe I'm falling in love. <laughs> but also I'm annoyed with you. I don't even know what that is. You don't know that song? It's called Joke, Bruh. <laughs> I was just singing it with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Sorry, I already told Ryan this, but now I'm thinking about it. So lately, this like song keeps popping up in my head and in particular for some reason at night at work and i like when i'm going in to count money for the night this song keeps popping in my head and it makes me really happy but do not do not do it (laughs) um and i was like dang like i'm never gonna be able to find this because i can't think of any of actual lyrics there's one particular part of the song that I, i i just love and that particular part does have lyrics but i i can't i couldn't think of them but i knew this one part anyway so i literally i typed into my phone into google oh 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 <laughs> and i said like oh song with this type that in um and then I just was so grateful for the internet and just people (laughs) because, you know, the thing I ended up going on was like Reddit, which I don't have, I'm not really in tune with Reddit, but anyways, I clicked on this thing. Someone asked the same question as me, but very, very specific. And they wrote way more details than me. They were like, I know it's this, it's probably this genre. It's probably this, it's, you know, and they wrote all these details and they're like, I just can't think of the song. And they're even better than me though. They wrote, whoa. W-O-A-H, which is probably what you should do. I wrote O-H. Anyways, and then and this person like wrote a long-ass thing trying to describe the song to say, someone please help me. And several people commented on it. And then one person was like, I think it has to be this song. And it's, it's the only song I can think of. And it's a new wave or whatever. And I typed that in, the, what the person said. And it was it. And I was so fucking happy. Um, and now I want to play it, but... <laughs> yeah. Just play that little pre chorus yeah. thing. It's popping. It's so good. I'm just obsessed now. It is a badass song. And by the way, they were like, oh, I think it's called Things Can Only Get Better by Howard Jones. So I typed that in. I like that attitude. Here it comes. Google search. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Oh, man. It just made me Banging. so grateful. So good. Yeah, and that's just been in my head. Like, pops up in my head randomly all the time. And I'm like, wow. I just... And I kept thinking, well, maybe I'll hear it on the radio at some point. And it just kept not happening. And so... I was like, like, I have to try. I just have to try the Google search thing. I was like, let me just see if I just write in, oh, oh, oh. That's like a Jack FM song. It would come up on yeah, that. But yeah, but I'm I don't listen to the radio a lot, which, yeah, but anyway. Um, so that's my fault. I really should have just only listened to Jack FM. You should have been binging then, Jack yeah. FM. It, jeez, fuck. <laughs> uh-huh. The problem with Jack FM is that they definitely have playlists and they seem to like cycle through yeah. like every few weeks or maybe a month or something. So yeah. it'd be like one month hardcore mm-hmm. Def Leppard. Just <laughs> so much Def Leppard. Uh-huh. Um, nothing wrong with Def Leppard. Love yeah, Def Leppard. N- no, it's not. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just yeah. that depending on the month, it might be out of the rotation. For sure. 
that yeah, would be and that a has very kind of frustrating why, month. That's why I was like, I have to just try because I feel like I'm never going to stumble upon this. Now that I want to stumble upon it, I'm never going to stumble upon it. Okay, anyway, so if anyone wants to find that song, add it to their playlist like I did. Things Can Only Get Better by Howard <laughs> Jones. Man, that part that I played so good. It's so I'm good. Like, I was, I'm, yeah. Okay, anyways. So after reading the lyrics, did you read the lyrics? Did you? No, I didn't read them, no. You didn't? Oh. Well, now I'm wondering if the title is sarcastic or not, or if it's actually, like, you know, positive. Oh, I don't know. I want it to be positive. Yeah. You could use some of that. Well, in that little part, it sounds kind of cute. He says, I think he asks, are you scared? Yeah, do you feel scared? And he says, I, I do. do. Yeah. Um, and then he says something else, and I can't understand. And then he says, things can only get better. Well, he says, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh, 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 oh. Um, yeah. Anyway. Were you even listening? <laughs> he says something before the things can only get better. Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, hello, this is Chelsea. And Ryan. <laughs> this, this is what dreams are made of. Oh, you know what that song makes me think of, though? The movie Sing Street. If you have not seen the movie Sing Street, you should see the movie Sing Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that song, awesome. doesn't that make you think of that movie? At least for me. Yeah, totally. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, yeah. I, I adore that movie. That movie definitely has really heavy moments, um, but it's just such a good movie. Yeah, it's kind of, it's it's like a musical, but it's also like a tour of like, 80s new wave music mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it's like you know <laughs> this kid who is like discovering 80s new wave from his older brother and getting inspired to like write songs with his band so it like starts off with something you're familiar with and then it turns into his band working on a song but the music that they write for the movie is it's so good yeah it's really good it's based in Ireland, too, so they all have, you know, their wonderful Irish accents. Mm -hmm. And the brother, I'm forgetting now his real name, but I actually just really like him now. If he's in a movie, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, and, yeah, it's just a great, I cry every time at the end in a good way, not in, like, a sad, bad way. <laughs> it's a great movie. Anyway, that could be a good movie we could talk about because it's kind of like a coming-of-age film, mm -hmm. you know, if we ever talk, uh, you know branch out into the movies uh, after Lizzie McGuire's over. Sad. Okay. Alright, so this episode, this is going to be a weird one because I'm not really... Um, a dwarf lord? <laughs> the equivalent to this is um, and I'm like literally forgetting the name right now. Dungeons and Dungeons Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. I'll say the <laughs> yes. That's what I think of. I think they're kind of trying to reference that a little bit. Um, yeah. And that's, so that's the equivalent to me now. And I'm not, I'm not a person that's, which is weird though, because I'm really into games and I'm really into getting into, you know, games and stuff. I just, for some reason, not. It's a different type of game. That's not a board game. That's a yeah. role playing game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know what? The one episode on Community where they only play, mm -hmm. that is one of my favorite episodes ever. It's yes, so good. Great. So anyway. Okay. Um, so this one's called Gordo and the Magic Dwarves. Um, so yeah, I guess you can probably figure out that. Um, let's just start. Okay. So we're opening with Gordo, Lizzie, and Miranda walking through Lizzie's front door. By the way, I don't know if this already started happening. Definitely happening this episode where Lizzie and Miranda's fashion kind of starts going in a different direction. Well, this is when they kind of start. Okay, remember I told you at the beginning of the season, Miranda and Lizzie dress kind of similarly. And then more as the series continues, Miranda turns more of like punk kind of, whereas like a lot of black checker you know i told you she has like the chains hanging like sometimes off her pants and okay you know what i mean or she'll wear like army you know like weird or she'll like wear like a vest over you know like, with, like pins on it yeah i feel like she starts looking more hot topic okay there yeah sure hot topic which they actually mention in the show they do at some point yeah. so hot topics <laughs> probably owned by disney you said that before literally like word for word I might like, be smart. 
<laughs> now that you've said it twice, twice. you need to look I, it I up because if you're wrong, you're gonna like it. I, you know, <laughs> I'm not claiming. I'm speculating. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I love. I told you this though. I like Miranda style in some of the episodes. So hey, if she gets that shit from Hot Topic, I need to hit that up. <laughs> okay anyways so yeah this episode she's wearing like her visor like really she's wearing like a visor to the side and she has like um she'll like wear like a skirt over like a checkered plaid skirt over you know tie or like leggings kind of i don't know it's just different and then lizzie's rocking a bandana around her head i remember thinking that was cool for a minute and i just never could pull it off like i just couldn't figure out how girls got the banana bandana to really wrap around their head and stay tied to their head I think you got the wrong kind. I'd, I've definitely done that. Yeah, see, and my head is huge. huge. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, I definitely think I was doing it wrong, but no one was helping me either. So I just didn't. I wanted to really pull off that look, and then I never could figure it out. And then I was just like, well, guess I don't do this. I, I think I can picture the Lizzie bandana thing is that the, they're making Miranda um, hot topic and they're making Lizzie like hippie. No, I don't think they're making it. They're rocking it like that. Like, and it's always sunny when, um, gosh, what's his fucking name? I don't know who you're trying to talk about, so. You know, the episode where what's his butt goes hippie just so he can revenge that dude. Oh, Dennis? Dennis. Jeez. uh, I was going to say, he's one of the main FAQs. I know, I'm tired. (laughs) I told you. Jesus. So, is it. I don't remember him wearing a bandana in that episode. I'm pretty sure he does. Um. I don't think he does. But anyway. So they're not um, they're not making They're not making Lizzie hip and hippie, no. I think she's just dressing in early two thousands style fashion, I guess. I don't know. Okay, so yeah, I was just trying to say that this is when I started noticing their fashion going in different directions and yeah, I don't know. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. So Gordo says, so while they're all walking into Lizzie's house, Gordo's talking about how he watched a spy movie last night. And now he's wondering why supervillains always want to make, uh, always want to take over the world. Uh, Lizzie says, it'd be cool to rule the world. You could meet any celebrity you wanted. <laughs> that, Fucking stupid. <laughs> and then inner Lizzie says she would pass the law. So Ethan Kraft would have to worship her. And then she's like, then I could feed starving people or something. But Ethan Kraft would be job one or job number one. And she's like, later Lizzie's dressed in a cat suit when she says this. She's Catwoman or something. Uh, Gordo says, um, he's like, but you would have to be in charge of everything. And he says, what if the electricity went out in Stockholm or there's a mudslide in Argentina or Thailand is being infested infested with and honestly i could not understand what he said so i'm sorry i did not include the last word infested with infestors Mm -hmm. and then he says i mean what do you do um you put out those uh infester traps miranda says luckily she doesn't want to rule the world she just wants to be a singer on a cruise ship (laughs) (laughs) jeez Um, what a weird thing to set your sights on yeah you know what though when i went on the cruise with my parents or my mom or yeah my parents and my sister and my grandparents a couple years ago there was a moment where i was like i think it'd be kind of fun to just be a performer like because they do like the performance like we kept going to the shows and the dancers were doing cool stuff and they did like fun they did fun like they would sing and stuff and they were really good they were like badass and then I was thinking, like, this could be kind of fun. I mean, if you're just trying to kind of get some practice in and you just get to be live on a freaking cruise, like, you know what I mean? You probably get to enjoy, like, some of the stuff that comes with being on a cruise, I'm sure. But I also heard now, I heard after that, that it sucks. Like, I don't know. I've heard that it sucks living to be a performer a on the cruise ship. Or, like, to be a worker on the cruise ship, yeah, and, like, to be a performer yeah like it's not it's not that great yeah well i yeah for sure it's definitely one of those gigs where someone is trying really hard to do their you know art professionally yeah you know but some people like make it after that you know what i mean so who 
I don't know. I think I've heard of that. I would have to look it up, but I've heard of, I think I've heard of performers coming out of that. Like they did stuff like that and then they became really big. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's always like the artist musician dream, right? Where you just, you just have to get some sort of work and hope you get noticed. So, I mean, why not do it on a cruise is all I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, you just couldn't have a pet at home. Yeah. Mm hmm. Okay. Oops. Okay. So, um, okay. So when they walk into the kitchen, the mom greets them and then tells Lizzie that she got a package from Gammy McGuire and hands her a big wrapped box. Lizzie tells Miranda Gordo that her grandma can't remember when her birthday is. So she sends her stuff every couple months just to be sure. I'm like, that's cool. That's pretty funny. (laughs) Because just, you know, calling up the parents, definitely not going to work out. (laughs) Actually, shit, that reminds me. Yep. Oh, I actually don't know who, like, any of these people are. I was trying to look up people who made it after being on a cruise. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Gosh. Here, tell me. Tell me. You want to know? Yeah, tell me some. Maybe I'll know some. It just says, this particular page says five five famous entertainers who started their lives on cruise liners. Chris Maloney uh, says one of the stars from the 2012 series of The X Factor had previously worked as a cabaret singer and entertainer on a cruise liner. Okay. Paul Keeve. 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 Looks like he's a magician. Okay. He's the winner of the Magic Circle's prestigious... Masculine Award for Best Magician in 2013. Claire Sweeney, actor and presenter Claire Sweeney, worked as an entertainer on a cruise liner for four years. She was to play the role of Lindsay Corkhill in Brookside. I don't know what that is. Oh, she's she was in a soap opera. So she's this is like old. She's like her photo even looks like from a long time ago. Paul Zerden. He's a comedian and ventriloquist. <laughs> yeah, tight. And then, and then Jane McDonald, who was on a BBC documentary. Wait, no. Well, yeah, no, she was okay. So there you go. I guess maybe it's not good to work on a cruise ship because you don't really make it. <laughs> wait a sec. Oh wait, no. I'm yeah. Sorry. You got to have some uh, some gigs on the land, you know, <laughs> mixed in there. I, yeah, I'm seeing that now. I agree. Um, but I don't know. If you're a ventriloquist, I mean, how high does that ceiling really go for you? <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> I mean, if you're a ventriloquist and you get a oh job on a cruise ship, you're pretty much at your top. You're pretty much there. That's That's about as far up as it goes. Yeah. Anyways. Okay, cool. All the ventriloquists um, that are listening to this episode are like... They hate you. Don't tell me that. Fuck you, man. No, they're just more like, I'll show you. Uh-huh. That's what I was thinking. I'm going to be the ventriloquist Beyonce. Okay. Sorry. So the last thing I said was... So Gordo turns into a dwarf and then a lord. So the last thing I said was that... um. Lizzie was saying her grandma sends stuff every couple months. Okay, so Miranda gets excited thinking about what the gift could be in the box. She's naming off some things that it could be. They all open it together and pull out a, you know, game board kind of looking box that says Dwarf Lord, the Conquest. Um, Miranda says, or it could, you know, reek. (laughs) The gift. Lizzie's reading the box out loud, and so she says, um... The game of dragon monarchs and dwarf warriors. Imagine you're an exiled dwarf lord seeking to reclaim your kingdom, stolen by an evil wizard and guarded by his dragon slave. As she's reading this, she's walking over towards the trash can in the kitchen. That's a Game of Thrones plot, right? I don't know. I don't know anything about Game of Thrones. Me neither. Why? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's all it is. (laughs) Okay. Okay. When They're she's, just throwing a lot of sex. Yeah. 
They're like, these people are really nerdy, but yeah. let's make it yeah, fun for let, them. Let's make them hot. Yeah. Let's make it so they get a lot of action at least. Yeah, tons of action. But, you know. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So when she's starting to throw it away in the trash can, the mom stops her. She says she can't throw away her gift. Gordo says, why not? Didn't you hear about the dwarf, dwarf lords? The mom says she wants them to play it one time. And then if Lizzie, she says at least play it one time. And if she doesn't like it still, then she's going to, they can donate it to charity. Uh, so Lizzie tells Miranda Gordo, all right, well, let's get this over with. Let's play, you know. In my recent years, I've actually kind of grown to love throwing out gifts that I know I'm never going to use. It's very relieving. That's bad for the world and the environment to throw out things like that. Well, maybe giving bad gifts is bad for the world. I agree that people shouldn't, that's bad to just buy shit. Not You'll be very happy to know that those H&M jeans that were sitting in our garage for almost a year, I just gave them to Peter. Oh, that's good. That's cool. Yeah. They were sitting in our car, not the garage whatever car lives in the garage they've been in the garage they've oh they been, were sitting in the car at least for like probably half of that time and then they were in the garage i guess yeah they've been out of the car for a little while yeah the bag was all beat up those jeans were still looking pretty fresh though it's like damn that's well, they a literally color. didn't leave the bag yeah so why would they be a different color now well they wouldn't be a good color i'm just saying like it was a good color i wish i had jeans that color oh i wish those stupid things fit and that yeah. they restocked and I could have gotten the correct size. But things are annoying okay. to do in the um, pandemic. Yeah. So, okay. So when Lizzie... You're me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. And then you interrupt all the time. <laughs> last time you were this tired this kept happening <laughs> the episode was super long <laughs> and then like we had that whole episode where i'm talking about like us being really good like we care about the environment and the world you're like i love throwing out gifts oh, that i know i'm not gonna shit away like, yeah it feels really good when i get a new gift and i just throw it away in the trash I'm like come on man you're <laughs> Well, that, like fucking hypocrites. That whole time period where you have to store this crap, and it's really just you're keeping it long enough so that you feel like the gift giver forgot about it and you forgot about I it. I literally if both don't keep gifts if for both that reason, parties but... forgot about it, then when you discover it again, you can be like, "Oh, I don't even know where this came from, but I haven't used it." Then you throw it away, you know. I'm just saying, like... I just... I give most things away. I don't ever throw... Like, it's... I don't throw things away like that. Sometimes you can throw something away. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, anyway, when Lizzie says they have to... (laughs) Tells Miranda and Gordo, let's, you know, let's play. Let's get this over with. Miranda tries to get out of it by saying she has to go clean some fish or something. I'm not like throwing away like a tree made of plastic bags or something, you know? Don't try and justify <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, Gordo says he has to go home to try and grow a mustache. <laughs> He's like, I've been meaning to. <laughs> um, so Lizzie tells Miranda she owes her for ruining some of her clothes when Miranda borrowed them. Um, Does he grow a mustache? No. And then she tells Gordo if he doesn't play, she'll tell people what he did at some party with mustard. And then he cuts her off. He's like, okay, okay. Made a mustard mustache. Yeah. Opening credits. There we go. 30 minutes in. Opening credits. Well, stop fucking around. I'm going to fucking suck (laughs) you on the head. Okay. So they're playing the game. At Lizzie's house. Um, I wrote some of the dialogue here because Lizzie it's says, funny. You're a wizard, Harry. See, this is... You want this to be over, right? I'm tired. Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Miranda says, Okay, Lizzie, you're in the seventh room of Discovery, so you have to roll the June dice, I think. 
row, even though I'm sure I might not have said that, and the toll bone of Rumble Peter Goblin Beater. <laughs> and Lizzie says, Should I call Peter that? Rumble Peter Goblin Beater. <laughs> <laughs> I need to write that down. It's too bananas to remember. Okay, Lizzie says, but I thought I could get out of the seventh room of discovery by getting a wish feather from a womb cat. I don't know what she says there. So Miranda's looking through this giant book that says dwarf lord. Like it's like the rules, obviously, uh, to find, you know, whatever. So she explains more. I didn't write I didn't write down the rest of their stuff because it was all just bizarre to me. But um and just too much. Um, but anyways, Lizzie is annoyed with how complicated this is. Lizzie says they've been playing for 20 minutes now, so they can be done, basically. Gordo says they just want to quit because he's winning. Miranda says, you are? How can you tell? And he explains by saying more stuff that I just thought was complicated. Um, anyways, so then Miranda, well, after he says this, whatever the hell he says, Miranda looks at Lizzie and she goes, Mall? And Lizzie says, you bet. <laughs> um, anyways, they all leave. And now we got the B story, which actually the B story more involves just the parents this episode. Um, it's slightly involves Matt for like a minute, and then it turns into the parents' story. So I'm not going to include it. But that poop. Yeah. So the next day at school... Um, Okay, really quickly, though, I thought it was kind of funny. They're like, mall? Yeah, you know, they're, they're going to leave Hot the mall. Hot topic? Hot topic? And they get up and walk out, and they, like, go through... Zipper paraphernalia? They go through Lizzie's backyard, but, like, they're just like, okay, bye, to the parents, and the parents are just in the living room chilling, and I'm like, are they walking to the mall? Like, how did... Is the mall that close to them? <laughs> Anyways, I just thought that was funny. Okay, anywho, so next day at school, I'm assuming it's the next day at school, or whatever the next school day is. Uh, Miranda's asking Lizzie and Gordo about hanging out at the Digital Bean after school. Gordo says he can't. Uh, Lizzie asks why. He says he'll be playing Dwarf Lord. Says I gotta grow a unibrow. Lizzie laughs, then asks what he'll really be doing. He says again that he'll be playing Dwarf Lord. Lizzie says, why on earth would you want to do that? He says, because I liked it. And it turns out that there's a dwarf tribe right here on campus. And Miranda says, really? Do they get like special parking or anything? And she seems like kind of intrigued, which I'm also like, why do you all need, your parents probably just drop you off because you all don't drive. What does it matter to you? <laughs> a mustache and a unibrow are basically like first cousins to each other, right? Are you even listening to the fucking, like what I'm talking about? Answer the question about the unibrow. No, it's not serious and it's annoying me. <laughs> Read your stuff. I'm tired too, man. I don't want to freaking do this forever because you're asking about unibrows and mustaches, which has nothing to fucking do with the fucking episode. Who's holding it up now? Because <laughs> I'm mad at you. Okay, and you keep cutting off like my conversations I have written down here. Okay. You stayed out of it pretty good. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then Gordo says, a dwarf tribe is what you call a bunch of people who get together and play the game on a regular basis. Lizzie, this is kind of funny to me. Lizzie goes, I thought the name for that was... <laughs> she does that. <laughs> what? I don't know why. Gordo says, you just don't understand it. It's more of a guy's game. The epic struggle of good versus evil. The intricate strategies. The mighty deeds of fearsome warriors. I was like, fuck you, Gordo. He says it's more of a, it's more of a guy's game. Get out of here with your unibrow. As he's saying this, Larry Tudman and a group of other kids all dressed up in cosplay kind of stuff. You know, obviously in that dressed up kind of, I guess whatever the hell you look like for if you're in this dwarf lord world. And Lizzie's like, Tudgeman, you're into dwarf lord? And then Larry says... Hot. Larry says, um, they're all welcoming Gordo as the newest member. That's why they came over. Um, oh, and just to point out, though, there is a girl there. So I'm like, Gordo, it's not just a guy's game. So you're an idiot. Um... 
Okay, so Miranda says to Gordo, she says, farewell and good luck, Gordo, hammer toe. Lizzie says, yeah, have fun storming the castle. Gordo's Princess pissed. Bride. Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. Have fun storming the castle. Yeah. Gordo's pissed. Larry is... <laughs> This is kind of Larry bows to them and he's like, a thousand thanks. And he says something I didn't understand. Gordo to Larry says, they're making fun of us. And Larry's like, they are? <laughs> Gordo just nods. So then Larry does some sort of like hand and arm movement, like he's cursing them or something. Yeah. Um, Hex the hell out of them. And Larry goes, that ought to show them. <laughs> 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 that on <a> show. <laughs> Larry, see Larry, that guy's funny. Good old, <laughs> okay. old Tudge. Um, so the group, um, and now Gordo is standing with them. Uh, they all yell "Huzzah!" and walk away. Um, okay. So next scene, Lizzie and Miranda are talking on the phone, and they're both vacuuming their rooms, which I thought was kind of funny to be on the phone and vacuuming your room. And also funny that they're vacuuming their rooms. Okay, anyways, um, they're talking about how they don't understand the English homework. Miranda says, I guess we could go down to the library and check out some reference books, or we could, and Lizzie says, call Gordo, or she says, call Gordo, and yeah, anyways. So they, they call him, add him to the, you know, the line. Does the vacuum thing come back into the story? Yes. Well, kind of in this scene, you'll see. So I think that's why they have him doing it. And I'll, yeah, I'll get there. Okay. So yeah, Gordo's answer. Sorry. They call him. He's playing Dwarf Lord at his house in his room with the food with the, with the group. But he answers the phone. Um, Lizzie asks him a question about the homework. Gordo says he's busy. Miranda says, this is your homework hour. What are you doing? And he says, you know, he tries to play it off. He says nothing special, but then they can, the girls can hear the group chanting something together in the background. (laughs) And Lizzie says, are you playing that munchkin game again? (laughs) Nice. And he says, yeah, and I'm about to vanquish the wank werewolf to the eighth vortex. So I can't really help you with your prepositions right now um larry tudgman says is that lizzie and miranda and gordo nods to him and then larry does more like (laughs) he does another hand gesture thing towards the phone and at the same time the girl's vacuum stopped working right when he's done so i guess that was their way of showing like whatever the fuck he did did something they needed a vacuum to show tudgman's magic i guess um anyways gordo gets off the phone with them miranda says i'm a little worried about this lizzie says me too you know how gordo obsesses about things miranda says i mean i'm worried about how we're going to get this homework done my mom is working tonight and my dad is up in a tree with your dad oh it's that episode (laughs) yeah yeah that whole thing at the end super weird yeah it's so funny it's it's one of those things where they're trying really hard to make people actually seem like they're spanish speakers and so the mom when she's like speaking spanish it's like so over like pronunciated (laughs) yeah um anyway lizzie says she's worried about gordo he's way into the game she says, and Tudgman plays it, which puts a red flag up right there or something, which, like, okay, I don't know. Anyway, um, Miranda says he'll lose interest in it eventually, just like his carrier pigeons. And it shows a little clip of, like, Gordon with a bunch of pigeons. Like, anyway. um, fun. Lizzie says that she hopes Miranda's right, but she's going to keep her eye on him. So now, sometime a different day, school hallway, Lizzie asks if they're all going to study together. They're all together, sorry. And Lizzie's asking them if they're going to study together. Gordo is kind of acting like a zombie with them, and he just says he can't. But then he sees Veruca. She's already been in, I think, all episode, and she'll come up more again as the series continues. But he sees Veruca. He greets her excitedly as Princess Candlewick. And tells her he's figured out the circle stone code. Is she the redhead? Yes. 
She exclaims, uh, now they can get into the dragon chamber, and they walk off together, talking about whatever the hell. Uh, Lizzie and Miranda look at each other bummed, um, but anyways, moving on. So now it's a different day. We're in the courtyard of school. The girls come up to Gordo, who's sitting at a table. Lizzie asks, or sorry, Lizzie says hi to him. He just goes, mm, as his response. And then he's holding a dwarf lord book, like, directly in front of his face this whole time. So then they say a couple more things to him, but he just keeps responding, going, mm, mm, like that, everything, whatever. So he's not really listening. So then Lizzie yells, Gordo, and she pulls his book down. And when she pulls his book down, they're both like, ah, because, like, his face is super pale and his eyes, he got some serious crack eye going on, super red all Hardcore around. Hardcore unibrow, mustache. Uh, yeah. Um, they ask what's up. They ask if he's been getting any sleep at all. He says there's no time. He's this close to solving the riddle of the silver hammer. Um, he puts the book back up in his face. Lizzie says, and where's your lunch? Gordo says, I told you, silver hammer. Quit being a nagworm. <laughs> anyway. So I wrote montage. It's not really a montage, but some music starts playing over a couple of these little scenes, which is which is Gordo is basically they're kind of showing that he's not really focusing in class or in school anymore. So he's in a classroom and instead of paying attention or doing what he's supposed to be doing, he's drawing like a castle and he's like pointing these arrows and the drawing to like, I don't know what, obviously dwarf lord related. Then we, um, then the music stops and now we're kind of, he, we see Lizzie in the hallway. He approaches her. He apologizes for ragging on her the other day and he says he was out of line. She says it's okay. She was just worried about him and she's like, you have to eat. And he says he knows and, you know, he says that it's kind of, or basically it's kind of why he's approaching her now. He asks if he could borrow a couple bucks to get himself a turkey burger. Um, she's, she's kind of bummed he doesn't have money because she knows he spent it on Dwarf Lord cards. Um, he says he knows and he wasn't thinking clearly and that's why a turkey burger would be good for him. Get some food in him. So she says, okay, and she gives him her money. She tells him to get some sleep, too. He's falling apart. He says, yeah, yeah, I will. Thanks. See ya. And she's a little suspicious, kind of like with how he leaves. But um, anyways, music continues, and then we see him approach this guy. And I wrote this part. His shirt says, my parents visited the realm of the dwarf lord. Or sorry. Yeah, the dwarf lord. And all I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> So this is the guy that he's approaching. The guy's wearing that shirt. Anyways, he gives Lizzie's money to that guy. Um, basically buying some special card from him. They are being kind of secretive, it seems. Uh, and then they exchange a weird handshake. And then they go, huzzah, <laughs> again. And then we see that in the distance, kind of behind the wall, like Miranda Hat was watching. And she's pretty bummed. So this episode is about addiction? You know what? Now that you're saying it like that, that makes sense. Because later on, they kind of have like this yeah. loose, a clockwork orange reference. Yeah. I knew you were going to bring that up, but we're not there yet. I just feel like those two, <laughs> uh, those two themes conflict a little bit. Clockwork orange isn't really about addiction. It's about like base nature. Mm. Yeah. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> okay. But now that you're saying addiction, I'm like, yeah, that kind of seems like that's what... You said they gave him crack eye, right? <laughs> yeah. I call it crack eye. I don't actually know what people's eyes look like when they smoke crack. Um, Maybe you should ask around. Yeah. You Except know. I kind of have It's Always Sunny for that in the episode where Dee and Dennis get addicted to crack. Their eyes kind of look like that, so maybe that is... I'm just saying maybe some people you already know and regularly see smoke crack, and you do know what it looks like. You just need them to confirm. Okay, anyway. Okay, so... 
Okay, so now this is a different... I think this is the same day as all that stuff, but it's a different scene. So Lizzie and Miranda and Gordo are like walking together and Lizzie and Miranda are saying that they got bees on their homework. I think, I think they're talking about the English homework from earlier in the episode. They asked Gordo how he did. He kind of just, like I said, he's, he's always zoned out with them at this point, but he, he says he got an A. Then the dwarf Lord tribe comes up and they tell Gordo some weird shit. He gets excited and <laughs> I literally wrote weird shit. <laughs> he gets excited and he walks away with them. He drops his homework though when he walks away. Uh, so Miranda picks it up. Then Lizzie says, we've lost Gordo. He's obsessed with Dwarf Lord. Then Miranda says, it's worse than that. And she shows Lizzie his homework and we see that he got an F. Um, so the girls are obviously shocked. Um, they look up at Larry Tudgman and he is hexing them again. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, um, I wrote, or I said, girl shocked. They look up at Larry Tudgman. He's hexing them again or something. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, okay. So later that day, Lizzie's house, Matt is on the couch with headphones on. Gordo comes up to Lizzie and Miranda in the living room and they're in front of Matt this whole time. And Matt's just kind of like has his headphones on and looks like he's dancing the whole time, kind of right behind them. Gordo says, okay, I'm here. Let's play. And then he says, where are your game pieces? Lizzie says, we don't have any. He says, but your message said you wanted to play Dwarf Lord, that you wanted me to teach you. Lizzie says, yeah, well, there's a simple explanation for that. And Miranda says, we lied. And Lizzie says, just like you've been lying. What are you going to say? I was going to say, as all hot topic shoppers do. Really? That's what your job was? I don't know. I held it back. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, it's because I kind of cut you off. I think you would have said it if I hadn't given you any. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You did cut me off. It was very rude. Yeah. You didn't cut me off. You were just, you know. Continuing the conversation I have written down here. You were finishing a sentence. (laughs) Lizzie says, just like you've been lying about your grades and what you've been doing with your lunch. Oh, sorry. And what you've been doing with your lunch money. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, my lunch money. Damn. And Gordo says, fine, you don't want me to borrow your lunch money anymore? I won't. And Lizzie says, that's not it, Gordo. We just don't want you to play Dwarf Lord anymore, okay? It's taken over your life. He says, it has not. And Miranda says, it has so. I love how I wrote all this down. Anyways, Gordo says, I swear on the sacred shield of blah, 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 Thunder Eater, it has not. (laughs) And he says, all right, maybe that didn't sound so good but I know what I'm doing. Lizzie says, we don't think you do. We want you to go back to normal. We want you to stop. He says, no. And the girls like look kind of shocked. He says, I can stop playing anytime I want to, but I'm not going to just because you say so. He says, I'm out of here. And he leaves. Um, okay, so then Matt takes his headphones off and he gets off the couch and he's like, man, that's one bad dwarf lord. Jones. <laughs> what? Lizzie asks, she's like, what do you know about it? And he says that it's a cool game, but um, it can take you down a bad road. And then he describes Lanny basically getting into the game and he kind of describes all the same things Gordo's kind of been doing. Lizzie says she hopes Gordo can get over it. Matt says he's a dwarf head. He needs help. Um, Miranda says, so will you help him? And she says, she's such a great actor, uh, acting move right here from <laughs> Miranda. She says it very sincerely. She, or she asks Matt very sincerely if he'll help. Um, Matt says, it won't be easy. It'll be intense. It'll be ugly. But Gordo helped me that one time I got my head stuck in the banister. And then it shows Matt's head stuck in a banister. Which is really funny because you can tell they just moved the pole, like, you know, the people who make the set just moved the pole so that his head was stuck in. But there's this, like, huge gap in between, like, 
the other two banister things. Like, anyways. Nice. And he's just yelling, like, ah, his head's stuck, which is awesome. Anyways, and he goes, I owe him one. All right, so now we're at school. Matt, Lizzie, and Miranda pop their heads um, out from the side of the wall. They see a guy wearing, you know, like a, is that a cloak? Yeah. Like a cloak and whatever other things. And he's guarding like a door. Matt tells Miranda she knows what to do. So romantic jazz music is playing as Miranda approaches this boy. She flirts with him, blah, blah, blah. She compliments his outfit, whatever. She's working it. Um, (laughs) She then, okay, this is kind of funny. She's like, she's like, oh, um, I've always been into, or she says, because she said compliments his outfit. She's like, I've always been into, and she's like, what are you? And he's like, half elf, half badger. And she's like, that, yeah. Fuck. Uh, anyways, so she asks him if he can show her where the nearest water fountain is. She's feeling warm. She says it's all very, like, you know, cutesy. And he says something weird. He says, a quest I would something undertake for a damsel or something weird. Anyways, they both start walking, and he's talking about geeky shit. Then Lizzie and Miranda grab him and or sorry, Lizzie and Matt grab him and pull him into the janitor's closet with them. And beat the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. They say, nerd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, no nerds. Shank that kid. Okay, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a druggy movie. I feel like, uh, you know. It's an episode of a freaking yeah, it's a druggy, Disney Channel show. Druggy episode, you know. Okay. Shit gets real in the streets. Okay, so now Lizzie's wearing his outfit, um, or at least the cloak part. Um, Miranda Miranda tells her, she's like, you're half elf, half badger. <laughs> like, says some other things. Anyways, Matt looks uh, through the door to the group. He tells the girls they're drinking a strong iced tea, so Gordo will need to go to the bathroom any minute. And then they all, like, get put their heads together, and Matt's, like, making, like, a secret plan with them. So... Then, um, next scene, Gordo steps out of the room eventually, and he says something weird to who he thinks is there. He thinks it's the boy. Wingardium Leviosa. Um, then Miranda pops out from under Lizzie's cloak and covers Gordo with the, Gordo's head with a blanket, and they both run with him. They, I guess at some point they stuff him into a trash can, and then all three of them are, like, rolling him through the hall. And then he ends up rolling down the stairs, which is kind of funny. So next scene, he's tied up to a chair. Um, Gordo's questioning what they're doing, and he's wondering how this is helping. Oh, because he's questioning what they're doing, and Lizzie says, we're helping you. And he says, how is this helping me? So Matt starts ripping off (laughs) band-aids off of Gordo's arm and yelling, dwarf lord, every time he rips off a band-aid. Matt says, this is this is aversion therapy. The thing you like brings you pain, so you don't like it anymore. Um, Gordo says he's going to cause pain for Matt, which then makes Matt go, okay, it's time for the next step. Gordo asks again why they're doing this. They tell him they want his old self back and want him to eat and sleep again and blah, blah, blah. Gordo says maybe he just likes Dwarf Lord. They tell him about a they basically say, like, well, if you keep going on this path, you're going to be like this guy. They show him a picture of, in, of a thir- and they say this guy's 36 years old who is obsessed with Dwarf Lord, still lives with his parents, works part-time, sweeping hair at a salon, and hasn't had a date since junior prom, which he took his cousin. Um, anyways, they're saying, like, Gordo's on the path to becoming that guy. Then they um, all show him a video with some big dramatic music. It's like, you know that? Yes. So they're showing him a video with that music playing and it's like clips of him doing normal things with his friends. And then it would like flash to clips of a plate of fries um and just kind of kept moving fast so that's like a clockwork orange thing you're saying 
Well, the whole like aversion therapy thing, like, yeah, but in A Clockwork Orange, they make the main character watch films of violence oh. while, uh, while they're playing like classical music like that. Oh. And, uh, I think they also are like giving him, say. giving him drugs maybe, but, uh, yeah, the whole, the end of it is that he's released from prison and anytime he witnesses or has a like an urge to be violent he gets violently sick mm. yeah yeah you kind of told me about the movie before and i was like no thanks never gonna watch that shit that will just fuck me up so oh yeah it's bananas that my dad decided that was the cool movie for us to watch when i was like 12 are you serious yeah yeah, I'm 29 and I have no desire. <laughs> like, hell no. That's horrible. Okay. Oh, well, anyway, that's depressing. Okay, so... Okay. Anyways, like I said, they show him this video. Um, finally, he yells, okay, enough, enough. And then he begs for french fries, which they have. So Lizzie stuffs a bunch of french fries in his mouth. <laughs> um, and he starts, you know, talking like normal again. You know, he's just being gordo and being like, let's do this, let's do this. Let's, you know, talking about hanging out with them and doing things that they like to do. Matt, you know, Matt says his work here is done. Um, okay. So different day, the three of them, Gordo, Lizzie, Miranda are at Lizzie's house eating cereal together. Um, I'm just going to sum this up. Gordo's basically being himself again. Uh, and basically he thanks them for bringing him back. Then they all go jump Larry Tudgman for all those hexes. Am I right? I liked my little moment right there. We can't let like, this aggression stand. I want to say it again. Then Gordo thanks them for bringing him back. The end. So it's kind of funny how these kids shows try to represent addiction so they can work that into a kid show. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you saying, I, I don't know why that didn't click for me when I first watched this, that it's like an addiction thing. I just was like, yeah, I guess he's obsessed with that weird ass game. Oh, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> it didn't occur to me that they were trying to make it relate to addiction. But now that you're saying that, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they make him. Makes perfect sense. The stereotypical crackhead from a movie. Yeah. Like in the 90s. But like with a game. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Super weird. I tried playing Dungeons and Dragons. Or not playing. Or maybe I did, yeah. I think once with my friends from work. Because they were like all... Like a lot of my good friends, they had like a group where they played together. I mean, my, my good friends as far as like work is concerned. And there are some of them are actually my, just my really good friends in real life. But anyway. Um, well, I feel like that sounded bad. Okay. Some of my great, <laughs> some of my really good work friends had a group where they played Dungeons and Dragons. This is years ago, and this is, I obviously pre baby, so I had more of a life, like free time, you know. So I went to go hang out while they played, and I think I did join in for a moment because they were like, "Oh, let's give you like a." I think, yeah. Point is, is that just didn't. I was not into that at all whatsoever. Your hexes didn't work. <laughs> I I'm can only imagine a, that being very disappointing. I'm only in a bolo hexes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> bolo is a dice game that Chelsea plays with her dad's side of the family on their yearly vacation every evening. <laughs> For a week, we play the same game. Every <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, when, when someone starts rolling a little too hot, they start hexing them. They all fucking... <laughs> They're the most competitive people I've ever witnessed in my entire life that they will sit there and hex each other so somebody doesn't win that night. <laughs> like if somebody already like won the night before and they're like rolling hot like Again, the next like night. Again, like the next night. Yeah, mm -hmm. everybody turns on that person. <laughs> oh, yeah. By everyone, I think you just mean the Morrises. So like you and it's, Jen it's aren't Morris, really like that. It's a Morris family vacation. I know. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. That's everyone. I know. I'm just saying, like, Jen, who's married to my cousin Adam, and you, who's married to me, and 
like when Aaron was with Chad, like Chad, you, I, you guys weren't like that. It's just literally my dad and my cousins and myself who are, <laughs> who are ridiculous. <laughs> but you know, I always bring it back to this. It's not that I'm necessarily really competitive. I mean, I definitely, I'd get super bummed out, especially with Bolo. I get super bummed out if I'm losing a lot. I'm weird about playing games. Right. I guess I am kind of competitive when it comes to bolo. You're but you get mad at me for not being competitive enough. Yes. At that game. Yes. Cause that's not fun. And that's our thing. I'm the wild card. I make it fun. Your personality, the when you're sitting and playing, like you're just kind of a dud the whole time. Every time I'm there each week, <laughs> I'm sweating my ass off the entire time. <laughs> If you make me warm enough to sweat, I can't stay awake. It's literally impossible. So if you guys want shit to pop off, you need to rock that AC. Cool, I'm, cool this sucker down. I'm always perfectly fine. I don't want to freeze for you. Okay, well then you get a dud. Because I'm literally dead ass tired every time I play. I can barely stay awake. Uh. So, you know, learn to compromise, okay? Yeah. It's like, who wants to play games with people that don't care? You know? I'm not saying it's tight. I just told you why it happened. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, anyway. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah, hexes. See, but see, I'm like, I'm particular about making sure that like, let's say my cousin Aaron is rolling and my dad, I know my dad's kind of, he'll do the hex more often than most people. And so <laughs> we also have this like thing where we're like, oh, if two people maybe hex at the same time, it's like they counter each other. So it ends up not being a hex. It ends up being like a good roll because we accidentally did it at the same time and it ended up, um, do you know what I mean? And by hex... What we mean is someone <laughs> just sticks their hand out and says, hex. No, <laughs> or, I don't say hex. We or, just go like this. Or they stick their hand out and say. And they wave their arm over the dice while the person's rolling. Yeah, exactly. As the dice are rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we also have a lot of talk about the bolo gods. Yeah. <laughs> and like how they play into this for all of us. <laughs> Like, if you piss the bolo gods off that night, like, you're just done for, you know? Mm-hmm. If you accidentally knock your dice off the table too many times, the bolo gods don't like that, and you're kind of screwed. You know why we're awesome? Because this episode is about heavy shit, and we're just talking about fucking playing games. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's about addiction? Yeah. Well, I guess we've talked about that kind of stuff before in our more personal episodes like the Q&A because I talked about my dad and stuff so I just kind of feel like um and I don't relate to this um and I don't think I ever knew anybody especially in middle school uh for myself I don't think I relate I didn't know anybody that was already like struggling with anything like that I didn't have friends that did anything like this like Gordo does so I don't really know how to relate to it um but moral of the story is don't do drugs, <laughs> don't grow unibrows. And, um, you know, if Larry Tudgman hexed us three times in 30 minutes, we'd be fighting him. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I was like, that's pretty brutal that he's trying to do that to them. Um, no, yeah. But anyways, I feel like there's something I was going to say now. I'm like, but I can't remember. Um, I don't know. Okay. Sorry if this episode was weird. I feel like we didn't really even talk about... You made me feel bad that we didn't talk about addiction. We're talking about games and really? stuff. Really? You're not, you're not supposed to feel bad. I was fucking with you. Oh, that made me feel bad. I didn't like that. Really? Yeah. No, it's funny. Because enjoy, if it is something the, to take serious, then I feel bad that we like made a joke of everything. Enjoy the irony. Lizzie McGuire made a joke out of it. Yeah. I guess... Yeah, thanks for listening. (laughs) Um, Until next time, uh, this has been Chelsea. And Ryan. And like Gordo says, 
I'd rather be a good person. Than a dwarf. <laughs> you say that a dwarf lord? Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, man.